purpose passion and power god wants us to have an encounter with his purpose for our life this message helps us to tap into his purpose as pastor teaches from isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 3 let's open our bibles to the 6th chapter of isaiah the 6th chapter of isaiah and verses One, one to three, and then six and seven, uh, and uh, and then six to eight. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and a train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims; each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet. and with twain he did fly and one cried unto another and said holy 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 is the lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory amen praise be to the name of jesus thank the lord for the word tonight tonight i want to title the word purpose passion and power this is the year of supernatural encounters for us and god wants you to encounter your purpose find your passion and encounter the power of god to fulfill the purpose of god in your life amen you know the the greatest fear that people have in this world right now at this moment is the fear of death everyone is afraid to die but there is something worse than death and that is a life without purpose death is not a tragedy for a believer it's an event it's an event when purpose is in place the greatest tragedy is living without knowing why you lived that's worse than death so god wants you to have an encounter with his purpose in your life amen you know in the book of isaiah it's isaiah is popularly called the old testament gospel 66 chapters for all the 66 books in the bible the first half of isaiah is what we can call the old testament the second half is the new testament now when you study the scriptures in the first five chapters isaiah is ministering is actively engaged doing something even for the lord but he never understood his prophetic purpose with his life until the 6th chapter in the first chapter you will find some deep revelations which isaiah spoke come let us reason together the first chapter verses 18 and 19 though your sins be as red as scarlet i'll make you whiter than snow if you're willing and obedient you will eat the good of the land isaiah chapter 2 
verses 1 and 2. Look at some of the deep revelations that he spoke about. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountains of the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Third chapter, verse 10 and 11. Say to the righteous, It shall be well with him. For he shall eat the fruit of his doing. The fourth chapter, we, we went through the fourth chapter many a time during this pandemic time where God himself said, I will be like, I will be, I will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion. The fourth chapter was five. And upon it, the assembly a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night for upon it shall the glory be and the glory shall be a difference. The fifth chapter speaks about a fruitful the, the, you know, it speaks about the vineyard of the Lord. The beloved had a vineyard. So he spoke some, some powerful revelations. But it is only in the sixth chapter that he realizes the purpose for which God actually called him. Till then you can see he was just existing without living. So what is purpose? It is God's original intention before He sends you here onto the earth. Even before you were born, God had an original intention about you. And I recently, just yesterday, got a gift. It was a new mobile phone. It came in a pack. And I assumed it has never been used because it's new. But then I realized every mobile phone and not only mobile phone, everything, the company will first use it, try it out, will try every app. Will test it and then will actually repackage it and then give it to the shops to sell. That is why they gave you a certificate. They tried it. Certified. That's why they give you warranties, two-year warranty or whatever. Whether it be your car, everything, they will test everything before they put it on the market. So God, even before you were born, He had a purpose about your life. And He tested it out. And then He packaged you into your mother's womb. And he introduced you onto the planet earth. That is why the book of Jeremiah, the first chapter, it says, Even while you were in your mother's womb, before I placed you in your mother's womb, I ordained you and formed you and shaped you to be a prophet unto the nations. See, God had already trusted him up and put him there. Revelations 13, verse 8 Jesus Christ is the Lamb that was slain before the foundation of the earth. That the movie was acted out in heaven before it actually came out and released here on earth. So what happens to people is that they don't realize that God has actually got a purpose about their life. They never intend to seek it or find it. So when purpose is not found, abuse is inevitable or misuse. You can use the car to grow chickens. But that was not the intention by which the manufacturer had in mind when he 
made that car. Lift your hand and say, Lord, help me to find my purpose in life. See, without purpose, you're manly existing. It is when you come to realize your purpose that you start living. And your pursuit of purpose is what is called passion. Passion is the wheel. That's what makes you sellers because you want, you're pursuing your purpose. You're energized by your purpose. And there is a level of sellersness or even seriousness attached to it at times because you're passionate. The passion is the push. And the product of that passion is power. It is the power or the anointing that brings the manifestation of the purpose into your life. And one thing I realized very late in my life is nobody can discover the purpose of God for your life other than you. Nobody can. Here God is asking a question, who will go for us? And suddenly Isaiah wakes up to his purpose. See, Isaiah was there. But God is asking. God didn't say, will you go Isaiah? God just asked the question, who will go? And suddenly something ignited inside of Isaiah. He said, here I am Lord. Here am I. Are you with me? Even tonight while you hear the word, you might sense a sense of calling over your life. But you can say, Lord, here am I. Lord, who will go for us? Sometimes the scripture can just come across the screen, come across into your living room or wherever you are. And suddenly you realize, okay, it is the Lord speaking to me. Something is being stirred up inside of you. Say, Lord, here am I. There is a saying that there are three kinds of calling. One is a call to salvation. There is a call to ministry. The fivefold office. And then there is something what we, what Miles Monroe would say, technical calling. A call to your vocation. Or whatever God has called you to do. That's what you're finding your purpose. This is the season for you to discover the purpose for which God planted you on planet earth. Lift your hand and say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Amen. See, life begins with the discovery. For years I was trying to find purpose with my life. Tried with my friends, tried with smoke, tried with drinks, was just trying to find purpose. Until I gave my life to Jesus after having heard the gospel. And suddenly, through the word, through my spiritual father, the words and the prophecies and all that, suddenly I realized, hey, I gotta serve Jesus. God has called me. 
the moment I discovered that everything changed I discovered it but I did not know how to preach I did not know how to pastor I still do not know I did not know how to sing or lead worship or cast out the devil or pray for the sick that's when I realized okay I got to pursue this purpose I would be stay hungry so the anointing or the power of God can be manifested because only the spirit of the living God can bring the manifestation of the calling outside I cannot do it in the flesh I cannot just you know what you say for that the visiting card that people make okay preacher pastor and then give it and expect something to happen because of that it is not a title I can't just have a badge on my thing saying okay I'm a pastor nothing happens I have to tap into the anointing of the Holy Ghost I have to have the anointing Amen Blessed be the name of Jesus Glory be unto the name of the Lord Let the anointing of the Holy Spirit fall upon your life wherever you are Let Jesus release His grace The anointing, the gift of God upon you Men of purpose are not easily satisfied I mean they're like they're not satisfied. Nothing satisfies them. They're just like, I want more of God. I want, I want. They have a never giving up spirit. People who give up or looking for ways to give up have never found a purpose. One man of God said, purpose as its own passion. Passion is already attached to your purpose. You don't even have to generate it. There is an inbuilt passion in purpose. Together with that, add the passion of pursuit. Wow. God will meet with you. The power of God will manifest upon your life. Lift your hand and say, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, there is a book which, if you can read it, read it. The Gentle Breeze of Jesus. Gentle Breeze of Jesus. Where the writer speaks about his experience of the Lord. Where how Jesus would come into his room and he wouldn't play with him. And sometimes Jesus would say, tomorrow I'm just sending angels. And you will have an opportunity to look at Gabriel or Michael and see how even they look. So this book actually initiated a passion suddenly. Hey, I'm a Catholic. Years back, I'm a Catholic. I grew up in a Catholic family but can Jesus be that real? Can he actually come into your room and send his angels and speak to you and you speak to him? See this is the discovery of the reality of God that unlocks the discovery of purpose in your life. So unless you 
really find Jesus. And there are many believers who have accepted him by faith. That is good. Wonderful. And many more tonight after the message might dedicate their life to the Lord. Wonderful. Do it. But instead of being religious just to know that Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the lamb of God that was slain for my sins on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago, was buried, rose again, ascended into heaven, seated the right hand of God the Father, and he's so real. The Holy Spirit can make him so real to you in your living room, in your heart, in your life. And many a time, it is the discovery of that reality of the Lord that unlocks the reality of the purpose in your life. And if you haven't found the Lord, you have found nothing. It's a discovery. John chapter 3 verse 2. John chapter 3 verse 2. Nicodemus coming to Jesus by night. And look at what he say. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. See, nobody can do these miracles unless God is with him. Nicodemus realized one thing. Even the key to the miraculous is God with you. It is not, you know, learning a trick there. Or, okay. It is not pushing people down. Touch, touch, touch. Are you with me? Healing the sick is not a gimmick. A word of knowledge is not something superficial. Prophecy is not something that you mug up and learn listening somewhere. It is the reality of the presence of God that produces miracles. So Jesus, while he was on earth, in the flesh, he said, I always do the things, John 8 verse 29, I always do the things that please my father. So he's never left me alone. I mean, I dare not do anything that displeases my father. I do the things that please him. And so he's with me. You know, growing up in the Lord and wanting to serve him, I, I used to listen to preachers. I used to study, have to preach and all that. Study and all that. And then I began to preach like Paul. Until one day, suddenly I realized, hey, I need to preach like Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Jesus judged, prophesied, <laughs> loved, corrected, rebuked. Preached the kingdom of God more than anything else. Kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within you. I mean, kingdom, king in his domain. 
is within you. You have a life of royalty and dominion on earth. You're not a slave. You're a child of God. And when Jesus, the King of Kings, comes to live inside of you, you have authority, boldness. Lift your hand and say, I belong to the King of Kings. I have royalty inside of me. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Give glory to Jesus tonight. Wherever you are tonight. Salvation actually introduces you to Jesus. And revelation keeps you in Him. Your relationship with Jesus is that which will help you to fulfill that which is what will equip you to fulfill your purpose in life. Nothing else. It is not like, okay, I want to know my purpose so I can just go and get it done by myself. No, you cannot. Then it is you. It is not God's purpose in your life. It is you. And at some point in your life, you will suddenly realize it was me and just not God's purpose. You will get frustrated. To tap into that purpose, your relationship with Jesus is number one. Look at the sixth chapter of Isaiah and the verse 7. Sixth chapter, verse 7. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Mm. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? No, no, sorry, the fifth verse. The prophet is saying then, Said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Wow. Have you seen your king? Have you seen your king? Probably say, my eyes have seen the king. My eyes have seen the king. Is that a song like that? My eyes have seen the king. But suddenly he realizes, I dwell in the midst of unclean people. In other words, until you realize or discover the right company, it can affect your purpose. Your environment can actually affect your purpose. Your relationships can affect your purpose. Mark chapter 2 A paralytic man Mark, John chapter 5 Another paralytic man By the pool of Bethsaida The difference is Mark chapter 2 The paralytic man Had the right company Men of faith Who were willing to carry him To the feet of Jesus Aren't you glad for somebody Who is encouraged you to tune in right now Somebody who sent you this link that you were able to tune in. Amen. The difference was between these two 
paralyzed people was one discovered or one had the right company they took him to Jesus the other one said I have no one I have no one to help me may that not be your story may you find the right company the right company amen surround yourself with the right company even if you are lame and unable to function and do what you would like to do get the right company because at some point they will bring you to the feet of Jesus Christ they will pray for you amen you will rise up and walk and fulfill your destiny in the Lord lift your hand and say hallelujah thanks be to the grace of God Lord help me to have the right company in my life help me to have the right company in my life see there is two types of relationships one is the vertical relationships which is the vertical relationship and then the horizontal relationships the horizontal relationships are people of your age your friends your company people you whom you would like to hang out with people who like the same stuff but there's a vertical relationship people who are above you like fathers in the Lord mentors pastors the authorities that God has placed above you now if you just have the vertical relationship with your clan or just with your bunch of friends chances are that you will never discover your purpose or be able to effectively walk in it so you need the right company even people above you in the Lord are you with me? Who might not joke like you joke who might correct you but wow look at a scripture in Genesis chapter 6 verse uh, 13 13 and 14 we know you know the man uh, what do you say for that Gideon he was hiding and God sent his angel and this man was hiding and the you know the 14th verse is something that which we have preached many a time he was afraid but the Lord said unto him looked upon him and said go in this might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites what might this man was afraid he was hiding in a wine press the 13th verse and Gideon said unto him oh my Lord if the Lord be with us why then is all this befallen us and where be all his miracles which our fathers told us off not parents fathers in the Lord where are the miracles and I remember hearing just miracles of mighty men and women of God and the miracles of Jesus all that just growing up under my spiritual father he would speak about his spiritual father and people who would move under the anointing and I said Lord I want to tap into that kind of miracles And so what the angel said is if you, are, if you realize that miracles are associated to what the fathers have spoken then go in this might God will be with you. 
go in this might vertical relationships you need to place value upon it but the generation that we live in do not proverbs chapter 30 verse 11 proverbs 30 verse 11 proverbs chapter 30 verse 11 it says that yes there is a generation there is a generation cursed their father they cursed their father can you imagine that a generation that cursed their father we are living in that generation acts 2 when the spirit of the lord is poured out your young men will have visions and your old men will have dreams open your mouth and say when the spirit of the lord is poured out young men will have visions and old men will have dreams in the old testament joseph had a dream he was supposed to have a vision but he had a dream young men you are supposed to only have visions it's fathers old men they're supposed to dream but joseph had a dream why because his father was a dreamer and he loved his father and his father loved him and put this mantle upon him we you know that's prophetic symbols of the anointing and placing that covering over him and then joseph began to dream when you come under fathers dreams will come forth into your life glory be unto the name of jesus christ open your mouth and say dreams will come there are battles that you don't need to fight when you have vertical level authorities over your life you don't need to fight you don't even know anything about it it might be just your personal struggles but this might not even have battles i remember walking you know being with my spiritual father going off to places and to minister never knew about battles i mean other than demonically oppressed people that we would use the name of jesus to cast out those demons but territorial spirits you know battles otherwise in the spirit you never because he took care of it <laughs> i just need to enjoy ministry opportunity to sing or testify or hold the bible or whatever eli was old and was sleeping God spoke to Samuel but God spoke to Samuel in Eli's voice that is God will never bypass fathers no matter if the fathers are backslidden like Eli God said I'm going to speak to you Samuel but I'm going to speak in the voice of Eli David in the old testament he said soul was before him he said no don't do that to joab don't cut don't do don't do him any harm i told somebody years back your rebellion doesn't affect me it affects you you know when you look at the scriptures and study the bible if you study the bible study the bible for yourself 
when you study the bible it says there honor your father and mother honor you didn't say respect your father and mother because respect is earned honor is bestowed respect is earned so if you think your father is mm the perfect guy that you want him to be okay i respect him i don't respect him but god doesn't say respect god's words is honor honor bestow it upon him blessed be the name of jesus amen see impartation i believe in all that i see that in my life all that actually energizes you and quickens you and enables you to fulfill your purpose in the lord in the kingdom of god you don't walk by logic you walk by the anointing amen blessed be the name of jesus amen lift your hand and say lord give me the right company give me the right company lord amen so you got to do what you have wired to do and it is always encounter that births it so three things in the year king uzziah died the prophet is saying i saw the lord high and lifted up isn't it right sitting upon the throne sitting upon the throne so who do you see the prophet is very close with the king but the king had backslidden and so only when the king uzziah died he could actually see the lord even during this pain times of pain when you've lost a dear one somebody near to you look to the lord look to the lord in the year the king uzziah died i saw the lord who do you see It is I saw the pastor I saw the lord Amen Hallelujah Lift your hands and say Jesus help me to see you I see the lord Sing it is filling the air. I see the Lord and He is shining like the sun His eyes full of fire His words like the world 
said and has good sense <laughs> praise the Lord you're breathing but unless you have good sense you won't praise the Lord amen there's somebody you know to some girl who is watching girl is saying when you're looking for marriage look for a man who loves the Lord who is not afraid to praise the name of Jesus worship him and also somebody who is willing to cry before the Lord. Because if you won't cry, he will make you cry. <laughs> if somebody is very proud and arrogant, no, no, real men. And there is something when men praise the Lord. Men are worshippers and will call on the name of Jesus and willing to cry and seek the face of God. It's a brokenness, a humility. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look at that. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. What do you see? Oh, who do you see? And look at the third verse. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of the hosts. The angels of God covering their face, their feet, began to cry out and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. Fourth verse. And the post of the door moved at the see, voice of the him. the post of the door moved by the worship. Even the doorpost began to shout praises to God. And you're sitting there, you won't even move. An inanimate thing like doorpost began to move. And you are alive because God woke you up this morning. You are alive because God protected you. You're sitting there because God gave you food to eat. You are sitting there because God had mercy on you. And yet you won't praise Him. You won't worship Him. You won't clap your hands unto Him. Even tonight in the Yathra, in the Yeshu, in the Sanadil, Uru Korchalai, Uru Thomale, Aayirikkinna Vidathil, Devathe Aaradikyan, Kayyadu Chayaradikyanamegil Aaradikyo. Vatharadabara, Jesus, you are my Lord. I am not ashamed of you. I give you glory, Lord. Thank you. 
inanimate thing like a doorpost began to shake. <laughs> I told the Lord, Lord, if nobody wants to praise you, I will praise you. If nobody wants to give you glory, I will give you glory. If nobody in my home will thank you, I will thank you. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continuously on my lips. Bless the name of Jesus tonight. Don't sit in a church or even before the preaching of the word of God as if you are some divine necessity, you know. <laughs> you are not. Leave your ego outside when you come into the presence of God in worship and to hear the word of God. Leave your degrees outside. Don't stand there and say, okay, I am this, I am this, this is my family name. No, 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 no. Because in this preaching, and every preaching that I preach, and every bit of worship in this church, and every bit of thing that we do, we do it unto Jesus. We do it unto the Lord. Whether I live or I die, I belong to Jesus Christ. Now, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So the prophet is saying, the glory filling the temple. What do you see? Some people see the pandemic. But I see the glory of God. I see angelic messengers. I wish I could tell you some of them. Not just in the Bible, but in life. Jesus in the New Testament would use when he had to emphasize something. You know, when he had to say something of a superlative degree, he would say, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you. But look at the word here. Holy, holy, holy. You know what I mean? Is holy beyond definition. <laughs> holy, you can't even explain the holiness of God. Who do you see? It is when you recognize who he is that you realize who you are not. That you realize you need the anointing. You need his grace. You need his mercy. You need him to help you to fulfill what he wants you to do on planet earth. You won't be even be able to make that scrambled egg for your husband properly without the grace of God. problem is we don't see the Lord. We look at somebody else and say, I'm better than him. Oh yeah. I'm better than him. <laughs> he doesn't even pray. At least I pray for two minutes. He's, you have to see what he saw. See the Lord. Then he heard you have to hear what he heard. I'm closing with this. He heard. You have to hear what he heard.
He said, Lord, I'm a man with unclean lips. And the Bible says the angels of God took burning coals and touched his lips. Even tonight, there is an anointing of fire, burning coals to sanctify, to purify everything that defiles to leave your life. In the name of Jesus. There are certain things that right from the time I started for the Lord, I say, Lord, you know, sometimes people don't try to look at these scriptures, but the Bible says, Samson, he did not realize the Lord had left him. And he went like usual to meet the Philistines and he said, I'll shake them off. He thought with one shake, everything over. I go to church and I shake, one more shake. But no, he didn't realize the Lord had left him. New Testament, Paul said, after having preached to others, I myself should not be cast away. So I discipline myself. Anything, Lord, that does not bring you glory, burn it out of my life. Say what Isaiah said. And I close with this. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I sent me. Here am I. I like that word that is used. Here am I. Not here I am. Many people sing that song. Here I am. And what does it mean? Here I am is temporal. Here I am. In Kochi, Kerala, India, Cornerstone Church, here I am. But here am I. It's a surrender. It's not your geography it's here am I Lord I am available to fulfill your purpose Lord I am available here am I here am I here am I here am I Lord here am I here am I many people use this words here I am and okay Lord bye I was in church, 9 to 11 o'clock, I spent my time, but that is, here am I, am I here Lord, available, surrender to you, I'm laying my life at your feet Jesus. Tonight lift your hands to Jesus. To see the Lord, to hear the Lord, and to say what God wants you to say. Purpose, passion, and the power of God. We don't have time for that. The anointing will come upon you. This is the time to encounter the Lord and His presence taking His home.